0: Welcome back to the MedBullets Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of multiple endocrine neoplasias from the endocrine section on medbullets.com. Let's start this episode with a clinical snapshot. A 38-year-old woman presents to the emergency department with one day of severe flank pain. She also notes that she has had intermittent watery diarrhea for the past few weeks. On physical exam, the patient has mild abdominal tenderness to palpation particularly in the epigastric region and upper left quadrant as well as costovertebral angle tenderness. Lab studies show hypercalcemia and an ultrasound shows the presence of a kidney stone. This is a case of multiple endocrine neoplasia type 1 or MEN type 1. Let's now get into the topic. Let's start with a brief introduction about this topic. In terms of an overview, multiple endocrine neoplasia is a cancer syndrome with several associated endocrine neoplasias, There are three MEN types, MEN type 1, MEN type 2A, and MEN type 2B. In terms of the genetics, all MEN syndromes have autosomal dominant inheritance. Note that the MEN1 gene is located on chromosome 11, and the RET gene is located on chromosome 10. With respect to the epidemiology and prevalence, MEN1 occurs in 1 in 50,000 people, and MEN2 occurs in 1 in every 30,000 people with respect to the prognosis, it is dependent on the MEN type and which neoplasias occur in the individual patient. Let's now go over the classification of MEN. MEN type 1 is also called Wormer syndrome. This is associated with an MEN1 gene mutation. In terms of the clinical definition, there would need to be the presence of two out of the three Ps, which are parathyroid tumors, pituitary tumors, which are prolactin or growth hormone secreting, and pancreatic islet cell or endocrine tumors. Parathyroid tumors causes increased PTH levels which causes hypercalcemia and this results in kidney stones. Note that there are several different types of pancreatic islet cell or endocrine tumors. These are Zollinger-Ellison syndrome, insulinomas, VIPomas and glucagonomas. Zollinger-Ellison syndrome causes gastric ulcers and VIPomas are part of the WDHA syndrome which stands for watery diarrhea hypokalemia, and achlorhydria. Let's now talk about MEN type 2. MEN type 2 is divided into MEN type 2A and MEN type 2B. Common features of both are medullary thyroid carcinoma, theochromocytoma, and they are both associated with RET proto-oncogene mutation, which is a gain-of-function mutation. MEN type 2A, which is also called Sippel syndrome, involves medullary thyroid carcinoma, which secretes calcitonin, pheochromocytoma and parathyroid tumors. MEN type 2b involves medullary thyroid carcinoma, pheochromocytoma, along with oral and or intestinal ganglioneuromatosis, which is associated with a marfanoid habitus. Let's now talk about the clinical presentation, including symptoms and physical exam findings of multiple endocrine neoplasias. Symptoms are dependent on which type of MEN syndrome is present. MEN type 1 presents with flank pain, abdominal pain and dark stools, and watery diarrhea. The flank pain is secondary to kidney stones, and the abdominal pain and dark stools is secondary to gastric ulcers. MEN type 2 presents with neck pain, dysphagia, and hoarseness, which are all secondary to a thyroid mass, along with episodic headaches, palpitations, tremulousness, and anxiety, which are all secondary to pheochromocytoma. The physical exam findings of MEN type 1 are costovertebral angle tenderness and abdominal tenderness. The physical exam findings of MEN type 2 are hypertension, tachycardia, neck mass or palpable thyroid nodule, and cervical lymphadenopathy. Let's now talk about the diagnostic imaging of multiple endocrine neoplasias. An ultrasound of the neck is indicated for patients with dysphagia or hoarseness. Findings may include a thyroid nodule, in which case you would follow up with thyroid scintigraphy, which is a radioactive iodine uptake scan. Magnetic resonance imaging or computed tomography scan of the abdomen are indicated in patients with symptoms consistent with a pheochromocytoma. The main finding would be an adrenal gland mass. Let's now talk about other diagnostic modalities to diagnose multiple endocrine neoplasias. Studies include TSH levels, serum calcitonin level, free serum metanephrine level, serum PTH and calcium levels, serum glucose level, serum glucagon level, serum insulin and C-peptide levels, and serum gastrin level. TSH levels are used to evaluate thyroid function. A decreased TSH is more concerning for malignancy. Serum calcitonin is a tumor marker for medullary thyroid cancer. Free serum metanephrine levels would be elevated in pheochromocytoma. If this is the case, you would follow up with a 24-hour urine collection, which would show an increased urine metanephrines and elevated vanilylmandelic acid due to breakdown of norepinephrine and epinephrine. Serum PTH and calcium levels would be elevated in parathyroid tumors. Serum glucose would be elevated in glucagonomas and decreased in insulinomas. Serum glucagon levels would be elevated in a glucagonoma serum insulin and C-peptide levels would be elevated in an insulinoma, and finally serum gastrin levels would be increased in gastrinomas. Let's now discuss the treatment, including medical treatment and surgical treatment, of multiple endocrine neoplasias. Medical treatment mainly involves the use of proton pump inhibitors which are indicated in Zollinger-Ellison syndrome. The modalities include omeprazole and lansoprazole. With respect to surgical treatments, there are several different modalities. The first is thyroidectomy, which is indicated in medullary thyroid cancer, which is involved in MEN type 2a or type 2b, and if you were to perform a thyroidectomy, you would follow with thyroid hormone supplementation. The second is parathyroidectomy, which is indicated in parathyroid tumors, which is mainly involved in MEN type 1. The third surgical modality is duodenal pancreatic surgery. This is indicated in Zollinger-Ellison syndrome that is refractory to medical management. It is also indicated in pancreatic neuroendocrine tumors. And the last surgical procedure is adrenalectomy. It is indicated in pheochromocytoma, and if you were to perform the surgery, you would give preoperative medications to prevent hypertensive crisis. You must always start with alpha blockade and then follow with beta blockade. Relative to the modality, a complete bilateral adrenalectomy is recommended to reduce the risk of recurrence. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. First question, a 56-year-old man comes to the clinic complaining of intermittent abdominal pain for the past two months. He reports that the pain improves with oral intake and is concentrated at the epigastric area. The pain is described as gnawing in quality and improves when he takes his wife's ranitidine. He denies weight changes, fever, chest pain, or recent travel, but endorses, quote, brain fog and decreased libido. An upper endoscopy reveals ulcerations at the duodenum and jejunum. Physical examination demonstrates bilateral hemianopsia, gynecomastia, and diffuse pain upon palpation at the epigastric area. Laboratory findings are demonstrated as follows. The serum sodium is 137 milliequivalents per deciliter, the chloride level is 96 milliequivalents per liter, potassium level is 3.9 milliequivalents per deciliter, bicarbonate level is 25 milliequivalents per liter, glucose level is 110 milligrams per deciliter, creatinine level is 0.7 milligrams per deciliter, and the calcium level is 13.5 milligrams per deciliter. What is the best explanation for this patient's findings? One, gastrin-secreting tumor of the pancreas, two, infection with helicobacter pylori, three, mutation of the APC gene, four, mutation of the MEN1 gene, or five, mutation of the RET gene. And the correct answer choice is answer choice four, mutation of the MEN1 gene. This patient has multiple endocrine neoplasia type 1, which is due to a mutation of the MEN1 gene. He is displaying signs of Zollinger-Ellison syndrome marked by the ulcers at the duodenum and jejunum, prolactinoma marked by bilateral hemianopsia, gynecomastia and decreased libido, and parathyroid adenoma marked by hypercalcemia and brain fog. Remember, multiple endocrine neoplasia or MEN is a collection of syndromes that present with a combination of endocrinopathies. All MEN are due to autosomal dominant mutations of their respective genes. The gene MEN1 produces the protein Menin. MEN1 presents with pituitary tumors, often prolactin or growth hormone secreting, pancreatic endocrine tumors such as Zollinger-Ellison syndrome, insulinoma, VIPomas, and glucagonomas, and parathyroid adenomas. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, gastrin-secreting tumor of the pancreas describes Zollinger-Ellison syndrome only, but fails to account for this patient's pituitary and parathyroid abnormalities. Answer choice 2, infection with Helicobacter pylori can result in peptic ulcer disease, however ulcers usually occur at the stomach and duodenum and rarely affect the jejunum. Answer choice 3, mutation of the APC gene results in familial adenomatous polyposis, or FAP, which presents with thousands of polyps within the colon, which ultimately leads to colorectal cancer. And finally, answer choice 5, mutation of the RET gene results in MEN type 2A and MEN type 2B. MEN type 2A presents with parathyroid hyperplasia, medullary thyroid carcinoma, and pheochromocytoma. MEN type 2b presents with medullary thyroid carcinoma, pheochromocytoma, mucosal neuromas, and is associated with marfanoid habitus. In summary, multiple endocrine neoplasia type 1 is due to mutation of the MEN1 gene and presents with pituitary tumors, pancreatic endocrine tumors, and parathyroid adenoma. Next question. A 40-year-old male presents to his primary care physician complaining of upper abdominal pain. He reports a four-month history of crampy epigastric pain that improves with meals. His past medical history is significant for hypertension that has been well-controlled by lisinopril. He does not smoke and drinks alcohol occasionally. His family history is notable for a maternal uncle with acromegaly and a maternal grandfather with parathyroid adenoma requiring surgical resection. Based on clinical suspicion, laboratory serum analysis is obtained and shows abnormal elevation of a peptide. This patient most likely has a mutation in which of the following chromosomes? One, chromosome five, two, chromosome ten, three, chromosome 11, four, chromosome 13, or five, chromosome 17. And the correct answer choice is answer choice three, chromosome 11. The most likely diagnosis in this patient is Zollinger-Ellison syndrome in the setting of underlying multiple endocrine neoplasia type 1. MEN type 1 occurs due to a mutation in the MEN1 gene on chromosome 11. Remember, MEN type 1 is an autosomal dominant cancer syndrome that predisposes individuals to neoplasms in the pituitary gland, parathyroid gland, and endocrine pancreas. Specifically, MEN1 increases the risk of pancreatic islet cell and endocrine tumors, for example, Zollinger-Ellison syndrome, insulinoma, glucagonoma, and VIPoma, along with parathyroid adenomas and hormone-secreting pituitary tumors, for example, prolactinomas and acromegaly. Individuals with MEN type 1 have a mutation in the MEN1 gene, which encodes for the tumor suppressor protein, Menin. The MEN1 gene is found on chromosome 11. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, chromosome 5, contains the tumor suppressor gene APC. Mutations in APC are associated with familial adenomatous polyposis, or FAP, a cancer syndrome predisposing individuals to colon polyps and colorectal cancer. Answer choice 2, chromosome 10, contains the RET proto-oncogene. Mutations in RET are associated with MEN type 2A and type 2B. MEN type 2A is characterized by medullary thyroid carcinoma, pheochromocytoma, and parathyroid tumors. MEN type 2B is characterized by medullary thyroid carcinoma, pheochromocytoma, mucosal neuromas, and a marfanoid habitus. Answer choice 4, chromosome 13, contains the tumor suppressor genes retinoblastoma and BRCA2. Mutations in the retinoblastoma gene are associated with retinoblastoma and osteosarcoma. Mutations in BRCA2 are associated with an increased risk of breast and ovarian cancers. And finally, answer choice 5, chromosome 17, contains the tumor suppressors P53, BRCA1, and NF1. Mutations in P53 are associated with an increased risk of several tumors throughout the body. Mutations in BRCA1 are associated with an increased risk of breast and ovarian cancers. A mutation in NF1 is associated with neurofibromatosis type 1, which is characterized by the presence of cafe au lait spots and neurofibromas. In summary, multiple endocrine neoplasia type 1 occurs due to an autosomal dominant mutation in the MEN1 gene on chromosome 11. And that's all for this review about multiple endocrine neoplasias. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic.